0: SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. Good to be with you. Thank you to uh, Dwayne Delocke stood in for me last night. Half an hour of non-stop sporting action coming your way and we've got lots to get through tonight. We'll be chatting to Blitzbox star Siobelo Sanatla following his incredible weekend where he was uh, awarded the title of the Sevens Player of the Year at the International Rugby Board Awards Dinner in London. We'll also chat uh, to Joe Cran to uh, just analyse what happened with Bafana Bafana over their last two encounters, the friendly against Mozambique last night uh, as well as their World Cup qualifier against Senegal on the weekend. And we'll also unpack what happens to the Springboks this past weekend. But let's start with some of the news of the day we kick things off with athletics. Wait for Nickat has received special recognition from the Association of National Olympic Committees for his spectacular performance at the Rio Olympic Games in August. For who broke the world record en route to winning gold in the men's 400m final at the Games, was announced as the best male athlete of the Games at an award ceremony that took place in Doha. Moving on to football and following his unopposed election as chairman of the Premier Soccer League, Dr. Irvin Korzu views his election as an honour, an acknowledgement of his role and contribution to South African football. Korzu, who is also chairman of Orlando Pirates, was handed the sixth term of the organisation at their quadrennial general meeting at Monte Cassino yesterday.
2: It's very difficult that your colleagues uh, acknowledge you in your lifetime. And I take it personal because it's not easy. In an environment where you are competing for three points, but members are still saying that, you know, thank you for what you are doing. It's not easy.
1: Kors also revealed the PSL financial status and says that as a league, they need to keep innovating in order to succeed in tough economic times.
2: Uh, I think uh, we've shown a profit of about 15 million rand. Uh, but also what is also uh, exciting that, you know, we had a clean audit. Uh, also, our solvency has, you know, we reduced, you know, uh, to almost zero. I think the uh, organization, you know, is uh, floating positively. So I think, you know, we are now placing ourselves as to now how we deal with uh, uh, going forward because our challenge is to say how we adjust in this tight economic climate because, you know, we cannot guarantee a lot of things, especially on sponsorships. We need to be innovative as the PSI to say how we position ourselves.
1: On to cricket now. The ICC have confirmed that they're reviewing footage from the second test between the Proteas and Australia after concerns were raised about ball tampering by South African captain Faf Duplessis. Meanwhile, Cricket Australia CEO James Sutherland's confirmed that there will be significant changes to the squad for the third and final test against South Africa in the aftermath of that series loss Rod Marsh has stood down as Australia's Chairman of Selectors that with immediate effect Cricket result for you, the West Indies bowled out Sri Lanka for 165 they were chasing 228 for victory, they wrap up a 62 run win in their Tri-Nation ODI Series Clash, domestically there are two T20 Challenge matches taking place right now, at Boerland Park in PAL, Cape Cobras batting first they are 44 for the loss of one after 7.5 overs, in the same Amount of time at Kingsmead, the Dolphins have reached 68 without loss. That against the Lions. On to golf, Sweden's Henrik Stenson heads uh, into the season ending DP World Tour Championship this weekend as the favorite to clinch his second race to Dubai title. Stenson, who leads the standings from Danny Willett, Alex Noren, and Rory McElroy, feels he's in the pound seats to clinch the finale.
0: Yeah, I need to play well. Have a good strong week, because uh, you can never rely on what the other guys are going to do. But uh, when you're when you're uh, the number one player, then uh, they they need to play better than you do uh, this final week to overtake you. So, uh, gonna I'm, I'm you know keen to go out and, and play a good good solid tournament and hopefully put myself in contention. And uh, if I do that, I hope I can uh, can be here as. Uh Winner of a race to Dubai on Sunday. Well, Whatever happens
1: in Dubai, Stenson will have another important task to focus on before the end of the year as the players' representatives on the selection panel to choose Europe's next Ryder Cup captain. Denmark's Thomas Bjorn is the odds-on favourite to lead the team in Paris in 2018 with Stenson admitting it's a role he wouldn't mind in the future.
0: And of course, that would be a great honour and, and something that, that would be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's also a lot of work, as as I've seen closely from some of my uh, older colleagues that has been taking on that role, but uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we, when we get there, and uh, but I'm, I'm pretty certain I wouldn't turn it down if I had the offer in the future.
1: Well, coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll take a look at uh, Bufana Bufana's fortunes over the last week.
2: This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource.
1: You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And Bafana Bafana. we're in action uh, over the last few days on the weekend. Uh, vital World Cup qualifier uh, against Senegal. And a pretty impressive win there. It was a bit uh, nervy towards the end. But uh, last night also in action in Mozambique. Uh, 1-1, the scoreline there. Lots of action off the field that we can touch on as well. Uh, we're joined now by soccer Dumas, Joe Cran. Joe, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, overall those two games how would you rate uh, Bufana Bufana by what you've seen over the last uh, just short of a week
3: yeah I mean it's, it's nice to have it this, this way around I mean we're so used to watching Bufana put in a, a great performance in the friendlies and then make a complete mess of the actual game so it's nice to have it this way around for once um, I, I think the the Senegal game obviously got a little bit lucky with the with the penalty but um, I think given the first half performance were, we're probably about good value for, for their lead I mean the second half was a a real back to the wall job. I think Senegal threw everything in the kitchen sink at, at, the, at the back forum. It didn't look too convincing but, but luckily Senegal didn't take the chances and I mean it's a it's a massive win. I, I think it's yeah it's really sad to see what's happened with with Shakespeare in the in the because for me I, I think it's it's the, probably the the best win I've I've seen before I pick up. And especially since I've been in South Africa.
2: Yeah.
3: and for, I mean the 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 Mozambique game was it was it was a typical friendly. I, I think the it lacked a little bit of, uh, of dynamism. There, there wasn't too much urgency there. And um, it, was a, it was a very changed Bafana side as well. I think Faber did, did well when he came on. But other than that, there was no one in the Bafana side that really stuck out for me.
1: Yeah, we'll touch more on, on last night's performance in a second. But you mentioned uh, the Mashabi issue. And it's, for me, it's a bit disappointing that it's almost overshadowed what that team did on the weekend because that win, like you say, was vital. I mean, it was it was almost a do or die. I mean, yes, we wouldn't have been out if we lost, but we wouldn't have done our chances any good and we would have had a mountain to climb uh, in order to qualify. We haven't qualified yet, but, gee, we've done our chances a lot of good with that win. And, and that sort of off-the-pitch issue, which just plagues South African sport over and over. It's not a, a football thing. I think it's just the South African sport thing in general where, where the, the off-the-field issues sort of just overshadow. Shadow good performances, and that's sad.
3: It was just very bizarre. I mean, you you would think that that, that was the time to sort of uh, pat yourself on the back and say, sort of Job well done. It just seemed a very strange, um, very strange scenario. So like you say, especially given the fact that the well, fund hasn't qualified yet. So, I mean, there's, there's no sort of reason to go around sort of chest slapping and saying, Look how good I've done. Um, I mean, yes, it was a great win and it did the chances of. A world of good in terms of, of World Cup qualification, but it still could go wrong. Man. and I think I could I could partially understand this um, if if I'd gone and qualified for the World Cup and that was the final game, and then Sheikh decided to to say, "Look, look what I've done despite you guys not uh, not uh, sort of um, with them. um And I think, like I say, it just seems like a very bizarre situation. You're right; it completely overshadowed the the victory, and, and there was really no time to to celebrate because. We were 24 hours later. We were talking about Shakespeare's suspension, and, and now, if, if what everyone's heard so far it seems to be pointing in, in the direction of him of him being fired, and I'm, I don't know if my memory serves me right, but I'm pretty sure that Shakes never actually been fired for anything that's uh, results-related. It's always been off-the-field stuff that's that's got him in trouble.
1: Uh, it is, like you say, bizarre But let's touch on, on last night and, and some of the performances Obviously there's been lots of talk in the build-up to these two matches With uh, Lars Feldweig being brought in I think a lot of people were disappointed that he wasn't given a run in, in the first match it Was given a run last night, your thoughts?
3: I think he probably justified him not being given a run in, in the first game <laughs> um, I think I think um, with, with with Lars it's going to take some time I mean, he's, he's never touched down in South Africa Before, the only South African player I'm sure he knew was with Tulani Serrero and possibly uh, Camila Macario from his time at, at when he was playing in, in Holland as well, and and he, he's going to take some getting used to. It. He's, he's going to have to get used to the the style of play, the way the South African footballers play. And, and I mean, there are were, were little bits of, of sort of promising things there. I think he held the ball up nicely a couple of times, used his strength, used his height, but. Um, I also don't think missing that early chance did him did his confidence any, any, any good either. I think if he'd scored that um in the first in the first I think it was first ten minutes of the game, um it could have been a different debut for him. But uh, I saw some comments from Undergarma afterwards saying that they, they didn't want to kill his confidence and that's why they took him off at half time and I think it was probably the the right decision. Obviously, uh, Bradley came on and, and Bradley, for me, like I said, was, was probably the best player on the night, even though he only played half and I think, Lars, if he if he if he doesn't perform over over time, then maybe you can say, yeah, it wasn't the right decision. But I think to to judge him on his first forty-five minutes in a country with people he's never played with before, I think he's a little bit harsh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As, as far as players who, who stood out for you over the the two matches, who who was the the shining light? Would you say? I think
3: for me, Chironi Serrero probably. I think the first game uh, against Senegal, um, that was probably the best I've seen Chironi play for South Africa. I think. And um, Chulani is a, a player that is often often is expected a lot from him um, because of, of what we know he's capable of. I mean, Chulani is, is one of the starting players that South Africa has produced in, in recent years. And um, he's often been played out wide. And, and I think he's completely wasted out on the wing. And you just see the difference uh, in the Senegal game, especially in the first half. You've got his goal as well and um, The difference it can make when you when you play a player like Tylan in his his rightful position. For me, he was the most probably the most influential player in, in that game. I think, Poma had his moments. I think Gianni Mugunda did his job well. Just just kept it simple, um, and, and Keegan Dolly as well. I think Keegan made things tick a little bit in the in the first half. And it's um, yeah, I mean, f- f- the, the, as, as bizarre as it sounds, I don't think there was anybody. Really, there weren't many players from that cynical Game that really stood out for me, despite the despite the victory. Um, I think there was more negatives to take away from the game in terms of the defensive um, performance from from the, the the defenders than there was for the for the rest of the team. So there's a lot a lot to build on. I mean, there's, there's definitely positives to take from both games. I mean, obviously not a good night for Rommel Williams in his uh, in his return for Buffon against Mozambique beat, but he'll go from that and I, I still think that Roman is a, a very very good goalkeeper so it's going to be interesting now I mean obviously we've got a long wait before we got another contested game so, so I have to need to make sure that they, they fill this gap up with with, with proper teams, with proper friendly so that when the, the next round of, of World Cup qualifiers come around uh, the boys are fully prepared.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The last thing you want to do is rest on your laurels now. We've given ourselves a good foundation. Now we need to go and, and finish the job. So that's exactly what we need to do. Uh, Joe, thank you very much once again for your time here on SAFA. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Definitely. Call me anytime.
2: For SA's business leaders, there's just one place to be on November 17th, the National Business Awards and Conference at Emperor's Palace, Johannesburg. It once again brings together top decision makers and companies to network, drive business growth, and be recognized for their achievements. Book your seats now at nbac.co.za. To win tickets, follow SA Biz Awards on Facebook, the National Business Awards and Conference in partnership with SAFM. For more info, visit www.safm.co.za. SAFM. The more you listen, the more you know. MANCOSA, Southern Africa's leading distance education institution. Accredited, affordable and accessible. MANCOSA offers
1: higher certificate, advanced certificate and degree programs in supply chain, human resource management, marketing, IT and business management. Register at MANCOSA. Visit mancosa.co.za or SMS MANCOSA and your email address to 34745. MANCOSA, Management Education Reimagined.
2: You're listening to Sport on SAFM The next best thing To being at the game
1: You're listening to SAFM Time to talk some rugby now And unfortunately It's not good news If you're a Springbok supporter Uh, Rugby pundit Johan Ferreira Joins us now Johan uh, Just touching on this Past weekend's match I think the less said the better But gee What a shocking performance From the Springboks
4: Yeah Brad It's been pretty shocking Throughout the year With very few highlights To talk about And unfortunately It's going from bad to worse England We're always probably going to start as favourites. South Africa, at the end of the game, showed glimpses of some form. I was really impressed with the impact that Johan Gwissen made off the bench. I think he's put up his hand for a possible start at fly-off. Maybe there will be a shift with uh, Italy coming up next, but really disappointing. But I think it really started with team selection. We did not have the right people in the right positions. Peter Steff, the playing out of position. He was caught out on defence that led to an England try. So we learned some valuable lessons once again, but we must stop learning lessons now and uh, start applying what we've learned over the last year. So unfortunately, it's been, uh, at best, a disastrous year for Springbok Rugby.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Johan. You talk about uh, choosing players out of position. Peter to toys one, But uh, Johan Huisen, as you said, he made a, 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 a quite a good impact. And, and the scary thing is uh, he's been played at, for the box at at, at at fullback, but if you look at what he's done in, in France, where he was voted the best player of the year, he's been playing fly-off. Surely he deserves a look-in at number 10.
4: Uh, most definitely. I don't think that he can be denied anymore. Uh, interesting to note that at last thing, he has a certain Dan Carter to contend with, but um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how we go about it. We, I mean, there's no ways on this planet uh, that we will lose to Italy. New Zealand, with a second-string side, made them look average. So I don't, really don't think that, the, that we'll lose this weekend. But now's the time to put things in place to get that confidence up ahead of uh, our last test of our Northern Hemisphere Tour but you really expect the Springboks to fire on all cylinders. It's really, there's no more excuses. It cannot be, uh, we, can't, we can't come up with more excuses. So hopefully there's uh, a few guys that might get an opportunity or two. I, I really also believe that Juan Jansen van Rensburg deserves a chance and uh, that we really need, we need to be hard, we need to take a hard look at ourselves and we need to get a few players in the team. Um, there's, there's a few individuals that have let themselves down, that have let the Springbok brand down. They know who they are. Uh, This is not what you expect from a spring-off team, especially that first-off performance defence at the moment is pretty poor, and we don't have much to offer on attack. So uh, there's the times at the moment, I'm afraid.
1: Are we going to see wholesale changes this weekend?
4: Brad, I I wish I could say yes and and know that that will happen. But unfortunately, we have seen that people out of form are being rewarded. And uh, Alistair Gutierre is sticking to, to what he believes works. What concerns me more is in the press, a guy like Willem Alberts coming out and stating that uh, the game plan that they that they had against England was certainly the right plan but he also said you can't implement the plan if you don't have ball in hand now with that in mind can someone please tell me why Rudy Page is kicking every second ball so if the game plan is keep ball in hand then surely the approach that we're watching on the field does not match to what the game plan is so uh, I really I'm a bit shocked and shell-shocked and uh, lost for words as to what I can tell you about this but I I I would if if I was in Alistair's shoes I would say right we expected to beat Italy it's time to now give some individuals an opportunity to to get the confidence up because uh, it's another big test after that and and no disrespect to Italy but they really showed nothing that uh, that should uh, scare the Springboks in any way
1: In saying that though Italy will probably fancy their chances because this is their best chance to ever beat the Springboks this coming weekend
4: There's no doubt about that Uh, unfortunately for them they played New Zealand before us and they took 68 points against them so the confidence levels won't be where they would have wanted it going into a Springbok game. If they played a lesser side and they came off with a, maybe a narrow win or something positive to take into a Springbok game, yes, I would have said to you that it, it could be an interesting encounter. But but they took a hammering and the Springboks will, will know where they were, were, were sort of caught wanting. So I expect the Springboks really to come out and dominate. Uh, and I really do hope that when it comes to selection that the right people are are rewarded and given an opportunity to show Alistair could see what, what they can do
1: yeah it's going to be interesting to see the, the team that he does pick Johan thank you very much for your time I know you've got a cricket match to get to thanks for, for chatting to us enjoy the game tonight and uh, yeah, let's hope we can enjoy the game on the weekend and let's hope it's a positive one for the Springboks
4: yeah Brad that's the, that's the only release I have in my life is to forget about rugby <laughs> and play cricket and at the moment cricket is quite a good sport to take up
1: yeah exactly especially if you're a pro Johan Ferrer <laughs> thank you very much for joining us tonight uh, much appreciate we'll chat soon
4: Thank you. SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Well, last week here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we spoke to uh, Seven Star, Sibelo Sanatlo, who was uh, about to jet off to London for the IRB World Rugby Awards. Well, he's back on South African soil, and it was a a pretty successful trip, I might add, being named Sevens Player of the Year. He joins us now. Sibelo, welcome back. Congratulations. You must be pretty chuffed. Thank you very much.
5: It's good to be back. Uh, London is quite cold. So happy to be in Hot 7 Bush. It, it was great. It was great, man. Super, super stoked. Well, I don't have words right now. It's, it's quite incredible, man, to think you're be the best service player in the planet, uh, on the planet, rather, for 2016. It's quite crazy to think about that, way. and to think how many people play this ugly game that we play. Um, I think it's quite a, crazy, crazy achievement.
1: I'm sure, and, and I'm sure it's a big mm-hmm. honor as well. Rugby it, it, it is a team sport, so to, to receive yeah. an individual award like this must be pretty special too.
5: Yeah, it is, it is. Um, I said, like, at the event, and people came to me afterwards and were like, oh my goodness, you're lying because you play really well. But I, I said at the awards, I feel like it, right now, maybe I'll see you later, but right now it doesn't feel like... Um, it doesn't feel like the way it's supposed to feel, you know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like um, I'm massively... Uh, I am proud, but I don't feel like I'm massively uh, willing to take this upon myself because um, I feel like it is a team effort. And because our team didn't get anything throughout the whole year, I literally dedicate this award to them because it literally does belong to them for putting me in a space like that. I feel like the work is done way before I get the ball, and I just literally do the jotting down of the ball, and that's where people get a little bit cross with me there when I say I just put the ball down. But, like, genuinely, that's what happens uh, three times out of five.
1: well, so, how tough do you that we've, as South Africa, have kept the award? Obviously, your teammate Van der Cock winning, uh, winning it last year, so that's that's two in a row for the Blitz box. That, that's something special, too.
5: No, it just shows the individuals we have in the system. I, I feel like we have quite an incredible team and um, the people in the team are are quite quite massively talented. You look at someone like Central Africa, the one uh, came to live twenty eleven, it's you have three in the team now, so it's a it's a team of um stars talented the like real like, there a little bit, but uh, we have incredible individuals in the team and this just pays dividends to to what the system has and how hard are working the people in the system also. Let, that's let,
1: incredible. Let, let's talk about that hard work because you guys are in, in camp at the moment. You mentioned Stellenbosch. That's where where you are based. But uh, it's the for start sure. of the World Series. Not long to go now. While you were in London, the team were in Namibia playing in a in a, in a warm-up tournament. But obviously all eyes on Dubai and Cape Town, the first two legs. Uh, how's the preparation been going for that?
5: I think it's, a, it's going got incredible while we, we're working really, really hard. We had like a five-week or six-week um, camp where we like, did up pre-season and all our foundation, students, and uh, the sessions. And uh, now we moved a little bit gradually to, to the surface and the most of it stuff. Uh, but it's going incredible. Well. Uh, I heard the guys played um, pretty well in Namibia as well. A few of the guys will be playing this weekend at the Western Parliament 7 um, because the academy team is playing um, in a few of those games this weekend at uh, Goodwood Fields, I think it is. So some of the guys that need a little bit more game time will be jamming as always. Well so. Uh, um it's, it's it's going really well we're training really hard and trying to get as as well well in shape as we can uh for the it and it's going to be a pretty it's
1: succeeding, I think. Sabila, from, from a preparation perspective, obviously the last couple of years the focus has all been about the Rio Olympic Games. That's now come and gone. Is it? I don't want to say is it a bit of a downer, but is it a bit weird not having that big carrot dangling? It's, it's you can almost focus on on what's at hand now and that's next season's World Series and and to try and win that where you don't have this this thing of the Olympics hanging over you like you've had for mm-hmm. the last few years.
5: Well, I don't think it's pretty weird. It's what we used to before the Olympics here in the answer. Um, I think it's it's a wonderful thing because now we get to focus on one thing and not have the other at the back of our heads. So I think our focus will solely be on that and it's quite it's quite wonderful I think because um focusing two things can't detect from the other. So I don't think it's not entirely a bad thing. Um we just have the the season this year and the squad hasn't really much shifted uh quite a lot so we we're hoping that we really do a little bit better than we did for the last two three years because we've been coming second for the last uh two three years and uh we said us probably tired of that now so we'll be running for first place and we're working hard at that for that to happen.
1: Cool team that's the team goal personally. Sixty six tries last uh last season for you in, in the series, second highest ever in in the history of for the HSBC World Series. Uh, do you want to you wanna try and up that this year, break the record? Is that the goal for you personally? <laughs>
5: Um, I think that would be the goal if I had stayed uh, in sevens the whole year, but unfortunately I'm going to be drifting away from sevens after four tournaments and going to 15s. So I don't know what the goal is personally for me Um, now for the four tournaments. I think it will be just basically to contribute as much as I can for the team and make sure that I put the team in a very wonderful position, yeah. For me, it's, it's not entirely to break because I think I don't have uh, enough games at hand, but um, I'm trying to contribute as much as possible
1: for the team. Well, Sibelo, as African rugby fans, we're extremely proud of you, and uh, I think that does, that award is well-deserved. Congratulations. I know you guys uh, are very grounded as a sevens team. I hope you did get to celebrate it, but I know that's gone now and it's uh, all the hard work in the build-up to the start of the season. So very Best true, of luck.
5: Thank you so, so much, man. It was lovely talking to you again.
0: SAFM Sports Wrap
1: You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader I'm Brad Brown And it's coming up, the South African Sports Awards nominees have been named And one of the nominees for Sportswoman of the Year with the Disabilities Ilza Hayes And uh, she announced at the end of the Rio Paralympics That she was calling it a day on her Olympic career She's been to to four games, won seven medals And she joins us now Ilza, welcome onto the show Thanks for joining us tonight
6: Hi, Brad. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show.
1: Nice to have you on, and uh, a nice way to end your year off. Uh, you're not done as far as athletics go totally. You've still got a, a couple of meets that you're working towards, but uh, getting that that uh, award at the end of the year would be would be a nice addition to, to cap off a pretty good year.
6: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it was an exciting year. Um, yeah, with the Paralympics, um yeah, the main event. And, yeah, I mean, it's always nice, you know, if you're, if you're hard work... Um, Gets recognised, you know, so just being nominated is a huge honour for me um, and obviously winning the award, as you say, will top um, an amazing year but, um, yeah, I mean, we still have to go um, and, yeah, and see what happens on the 27th.
1: Ilza, how, from an athlete's perspective, the, these sorts of award ceremonies, it, it, it must be a nice change. You get to dress up a bit and, and hang out with, with sports stars that you, you might not ordinarily get to hang out with and, and, and share a stage with. It's, it, it must be a special night out.
6: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, uh, people always say, oh, you look so nice if you don't have your sports clothes on. So, it's definitely, yeah, definitely a nice change, um, than your trainers to put some heels on. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, nice, um, nice dress, um, is always, um, yeah, it's always good to put on. Um, and as you say, I mean, you, you, you've also many relationships, you know, like over your sporting career. Um, and these are like perfect opportunities to just, um, strengthen these. Um, relationships. You know, we um, we spend time with um, with other athletes. Um, yeah, and just like meeting new people, um, it's always like a fun thing for me. So I'm really excited to to attend the awards.
2: Let's
1: talk about your career, so you, you mentioned at the end of the games that that's it as far as Paralympics go. You've you've had a, a very very successful career. I mean, it began in in Athens uh, and and pretty much ended the way it, it it started with a with a with a silver in the in the mm. 400s. And and it spanned a long time. You, like I said, you still got some things you want to achieve, world champs, and that's when we will touch on that in a moment. But from a, a Paralympic uh, career perspective, have you got any regrets?
6: Uh, definitely not um yeah I think the the this is the first year that I actually got peace uh with the fact that um you know that i'm I'm good to end my um my Paralympic career you know like i mean in London um, I was trying to retire, but then I was injured, and you know I never achieved what i really what I really wanted to achieve um, in terms of distances and times um and I, and I haven't regretted it because I've just um you know um gone stronger and stronger year after year um since the 2012 London games. Um and as I said, like I got peace this year that um it's gonna be the end of my Paralympic career. Um but yeah, I mean I've still got world camps next year, so yeah, definitely something to look forward to. And um yeah, I think it was special, you know, like to 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 attend four games. Um I don't think a lot of um, athletes can say that. So yeah, I mean a good thing, you know, had to come to an end. And um, and yeah, I mean I ended up on a high note
1: in Rio. You, you mentioned London, and, and maybe from a performance perspective, wasn't what you liked But the games itself, those were incredible, and London does hold some special memories. And you have got one one more trip to to the English capital for for World Champs. That's going to be your last race, I believe, uh, as as an athlete. What are you hoping for there?
6: Yeah, I mean, definitely, um, I'm really excited um, for the 200 meters there because I mean, in Rio, we didn't have a 200 meters. Uh, that's why my choices were, uh, were 100 and 400. Uh, so I mean, yeah, that tournament has always been like a kind of Achilles heel for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely I'm going to work hard towards that, um, and you know, just going out there and um, and have fun. You know, that's um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's really important um, to go out there and just to give your best. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got like a season left, um, and I'm really excited to to finish it on a high.
1: And, and I know you, you, you're looking forward to life after athletics. Uh, you've got some big plans. You want to start a family and, uh, yeah, best of luck with that. Thanks for, for all the memories. Uh, it's been incredible watching you race over the years and, and best of luck for the SA Sports Award. You're coming up uh, against Anelis Situ and, uh, Adanae Liebenberg, who, who you, 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 I'm sure you know fairly well and, and you'll be pretty chuffed if it's not you. If that is one of the other two, I, I mean, I'm sure you'd like to win that award, but the other two are, are worthy nominees as well. Yeah, I mean,
6: definitely, um, uh, uh, both, um, from Salambash, you know, um, and underneath my roommate, um, and, and, and my, and my training mate, so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, all of us, you know, have, have trained so hard, um, yeah, and she's had, like, incredible, um, difficult year with, like, injuries and all of that, so, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's going to change as the person if I don't win, so, um, yeah, and I mean, I'll be, I'll be delighted for, 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 for either one of them, um, if they walk away with the award, um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, just to just to have fun
1: as well with it. Well, Elza, thanks for joining us this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Much appreciated, and, and best of luck for those awards and, and your final race in London.
6: Thank you so much for having me. It was good to chat.
2: This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource.
1: And that's it for SAFM Sport Trap evening. I can tell you that uh, in London at the ATP World Tour Finals, Andy Murray and Kai Shikori through to a final set. They are one set apiece. Uh, that match turning into a bit of an epic encounter. Also, don't forget, this coming weekend, John Gerica will be chatting to Mark Webber, Formula Formula One race driver. He's currently racing in the FIA World Endurance Championships but has announced his retirement. And John will catch up with him to find out about his illustrious career. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on P. PM- AM Live, the PSL radio show, second Dollar returns tomorrow evening with Dwayne DeLocker. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. Don't forget that you can be in touch via social media. Just search for SAFM radio or myself at Big Brad Brown across all the platforms. Right now though it is seven o'clock and time for your news.